It's been 49 days since I watched the movie about the porn industry. And now we're back to zero. Because we're talking movies, we're talking King Cobra, starring Gary Clayton, Christian Slater, and Molly Ringwald. Based on the book by Andrew E. Stoner. Yes, that's a real name. Story by D. Madison Savage and written by Justin Kelly, who also directed the film. Chris, old men can look good too. Is that what, is that what your wife uh, tells you? Uh, I've got you better. All right. Let's fuck. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? It is Pride Month, and we are lucky to have a fantastic guest on. We're going to be talking about King, the film King Cobra. Uh, but Andrew Mankel, Mankel, I probably screwed that up. Please correct me, Ankel, uh, Andrew. Mikkel. Andrew Mikkel, uh writer, director, producer, actor. Uh, you know, let's... Uh, Andrew, why don't you just tell us about all your projects, you know, uh, Two Brothers, My Fake Boyfriend, the reason you're in San Francisco. Yeah, um, so I'm promoting my show that I wrote, directed, and produced called Two Brothers. Um, It's about two fraternal twin brothers who moved to a small town in Ontario. Um, They're both trying to, you know, fit in. They're both visible minorities, but um, one is gay and one is straight. So that's how we're kind of making the show different. We're showing the different dynamics between the the two brothers, one being gay, one being straight. Um, I'm also, yeah, I'm in San Francisco right now. I have my... uh, my very first movie premiere for uh, for the gay rom-com, My Fake Boyfriend, that is uh, now on Amazon Prime, so go and check it out. <laughs> uh, Two Brothers is also picked up by Amazon, is that not correct? Yeah, so um, you'll be able to find Two Brothers on Amazon Prime in the US and the UK at the moment. Um, we're in the process of working to try and get it on Canada, um, but you can watch it in Canada right now on Fearless, and on July 26th, you can see it on Out TV if you have that. Fantastic. Uh, so we're going to jump into some King Cobra here. Uh, did you did you watch the film? Yes, I have seen it. I have seen it. And what's what, what's your take? What's your takeaway as as you know, <laughs> as a director, as an actor, as a, I mean, someone who identifies as LGBTQ, give us whatever you feel on this. I know we only have you for a short period of time, so I am going to push push you a bit yeah. to be fast and furious. So <laughs> no, I. Um... Honestly, I thought it was I thought it was an interesting movie because it's like loosely based on like true events. Um, Brent Corgan, I think it's based off of. Right. And um, and it's interesting how that they got a a old Disney star to play Brent Corgan. I thought that was kind of cool Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to have to have him kind of go from being this child actor, Disney star, being all this innocent persona to being in this movie that's about gay porn. And and the fact that they chose um, James Franco to play another one of the gay characters was was pretty cool to see see someone like James Franco you've seen in all these macho roles and all these like very straight masculine roles play this really dominantly gay character. So I mean, you two brothers is uh, it's it's there's some pretty raw sex scenes and stuff like that in it. I, I, I'm sure you would agree as the director and an actor and a writer. Yeah. So, you know, your King Cobra, obviously it's about porn. It's about gay porn specifically. 
how does it compare, you know, as a director coming from that background? Like, did you, do you think that they did their sex scenes well? Obviously, like, there's a difference between, like, the love scenes that you guys are doing in your show and right. then, like, porn, but. Yeah, I mean, I think they did it authentically. I think, um, I think it looked real. Okay. I mean, I, for, a, for a movie about porn, I would have liked to have seen a bit more, a bit more porn scenes and a bit more, you know, raw sex scenes. So would you want it like the way they do it in like Boogie Nights where you're almost like a fly on the yeah. wall in, you know, in during the shoot? Yeah, I think, I think that would have been a lot better. I think, I think the way they did it where it's just them showing and then they go into the scene. I think, I think a lot of people when they, when they watch porn, a lot of people like to see that behind the scenes stuff. They like to see how what goes into it. Um, so I think being able to watch them actually, you know, make it and and show how it's made and and stuff like that. I think that would have been been really cool to see for this film. What's uh, would you like? Would you recommend uh, King Cobra or like is it one of these kind of like one and done types of films for you? I've seen it a few times. So so yeah, I, I mean, I would recommend it. It's a it's a fun film and they have a lot of hot guys in it. So if <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what most people are watching it for. Most people are watching it for the sex, to be honest. I don't think anyone's really watching it for the storyline unless, I mean, it does have a very interesting storyline. Cause I didn't know about all the, the murders and the plots and, and all that stuff that went behind. But I feel like, I feel like I, I feel like they maybe over-exaggerated a lot of things. I heard that Brent Corrigan wasn't too thrilled about, about it. And so I'm not sure what was actually true and what actually happened opposed to to what they showed in the film. But, but I mean, yeah, I feel like, I feel like a lot of gay men were watching it to see James Franco, you know, do it with another guy. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause it also has Glare, uh, Garrett, Garrett Clayton in it as well. Right. And like, yeah, he's yeah. so jacked in it. Like, he like, mm. like they've got him like buffed right out like yeah. uh, and you're right to to use a disney actor a former disney actor in keegan allen or sorry uh it's garrett clayton i think it's the actually disney actor. yeah garrett and then keegan is keegan in is, pretty little liars yes that's right so both yeah. like kind of like mainstream people in these mm. it's odd that we talk about you know porn in general as being like kind of on the edge whether it's gay porn or straight yeah. porn like you know they're playing yeah. these characters um but i mean we also had like molly ringwald which i think might have been like one of her first like real performances since like she disappeared from hollywood <laughs> from her days in like 16 candles and stuff alicia yeah. silverstone coming mm -hmm. back again someone else who has kind of been out in the wilderness and christian yeah. slater uh he both him and james franco play like creepy roles really well but christian mm -hmm. slater like you fucking hate this guy in this film he's yeah. so predatory like his line oh, about like so what if i want young boys and I'm going to just use them like, and you're just like, Oh my God. Like it's kind of worthy that what's going to happen to you happens to you. <clears throat> yeah. And I like that they kind of chose like pretty, like they're well-known actors like James Franco, Keegan Allen and uh, Garrett, right. Garrett Clayton. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty well-known. So I like that they did that, especially with, like you said, like porn is so taboo. It's so like hush hush, like, um, sexuality and stuff like that no one likes to really express it or they're afraid to because they're afraid what the stigma that surrounds it like especially with like only fans and all that stuff like that and to see these mainstream people like do these scenes and you know do a porn movie and it's like it's it's refreshing to see that now that you have shows like euphoria and all that that are getting into more like the 
intense like sex scenes that is almost softcore porn almost oh 100 100 uh yeah. how again i haven't been able to see your show i uh was late for your premiere um <laughs> just like how... this fucking podcast i know i know oh yeah scott yeah you're you're actually here on the show <laughs> I thought I'd talk a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, I know I don't have you for much or we don't have you for much longer. Uh, did what, did you find any challenges with shooting sex scenes for your show? Like, did, were you using intimacy um, choreographers and all that jazz or? So, yeah. So I didn't think it wasn't hard at all. Cause what we did is, is I allowed the actors to go into a room without me in there to sort of discuss what they like, what they, what they were comfortable with. Um, sort of what they wanted to do and kind of let them choreograph the scene. We had someone who who was trained for that if we did need it, um, but I wanted to allow the actors to kind of feel comfortable um, with themselves before I came in. So I let them go into the room and let them, you know, sort of talk about everything that they wanted to do, stuff like that. And then I came in and I said, okay, what have we decided? What are the boundaries? You know, the actors made sure to say, you know, um, can I touch your lower back? Is that okay? She would say, yes. Can I do this? Where are you? Where are the no zones? Like same thing with the camera angles. We're like, where, where do you want us to cut off? Where do you not want us to show? Um, and we did have, we did have those like penis socks that you want to call them for, I don't know what the real name is for them, but because oh, like uh, the intimacy the guards, the intimacy guards. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah. for the, for the gay sex scenes, the guys are like completely naked except for the covering of the front. So, but I mean, it, it looks good. So I think we did a good job. <laughs> um, what, uh, just on that, just one more, you know, thing on the topic of sex scenes. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you directors will shoot a sex scene and they'll do it in one take, right? Be sort of like, mm -hmm. here we got, did you do multiple camera setups? Did you do multiple takes? Like what, what is your workflow for intimacy as a director yeah so for that so that basically what we did is i told the we did most of it handheld so um the dop was holding the camera and basically we said okay and action and the dp would just i would just allow them the actors to do what what they wanted and the dp would would get his shots the way however you know he would follow them around and just, you know, do whatever. And then we would do it a few times so that if he didn't get a certain angle that we needed, he could, he could focus on that. Um, but we pretty much just, just let them go with the flow type thing. And, and we created magic. So, and, and you're, so it's not available on Amazon prime in Canada yet. So if we, no. any of our listeners that want to like watch this fucking show right now, where's the best way to find it? So right now, the best place to find it would be fearless. Okay. Um, if you um, type in Watch Fearless on Instagram, um, it'll pop up. Or if you go to our Instagram page, which is Two Brothers the Series, um, you can find everything, all the information there. And on July 26, it will be available on Out TV in Canada. Perfect. And they can also see you right now in mm -hmm. My Fake Boyfriend, which is on currently playing on Amazon Prime here in Canada. That's, that's correct? Yes. It's playing worldwide now. It, it released yesterday. So, uh, How is... Uh... Actually, before I get into that, so you've got a couple shorts and you've got some feature films you've done. Uh, is there where's the best way to see more of your work as a director and a writer? Um, if you follow my my page, which is um, Andrew.Meekle on Instagram, all of it will be there. But I do have a YouTube channel, Meekle Productions, so that has all my old all my old stuff. 
on there. And one of my future films just hit like over 2 million views. Oh, congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this is well, a pretty bad threesome because I'm like always trying to jump in. So I'm like the I'm like the guy in the corner just being like, "Is it my turn now? Is it my turn?" <laughs> just the guy, you're the guy watching. Scott likes to watch. But first, I just want to say, Andrew, um, thanks for giving Chris lessons on how to film a sex scene because that's 100% what he was doing there with that question. So you know, in his new movie, he's like, I got a sex scene and I really need to figure this out, how to shoot it. So it's funny, actually. So and I know I, we're going to let you go through, Andrew. Uh, you have worked with a, a, one of your colleagues is Alicia Pelche, who has, mm-hmm. uh, I also know, uh, she's been on this show we are we are shooting a film that has a sex scene and that is scott is absolutely correct because what you just told me will be some of the things i apply to shooting the sex scene that she has to do so well that's amazing because she already knows how we work so uh so all the stuff that uh you just talked about we're gonna have in our show notes is there before we let you go is there anything else you want to say i know we didn't really talk a lot about king cobra scott and i are going to dig into that a bit uh once you take off uh we really wanted to make sure you could talk about you because like you're kind of a canadian who's who's doing is doing doing their thing like you you made two brothers on your own correct yeah 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 me and alicia i I wrote and directed and produced and she helped me co-produce it. So it was a team effort. And so like, sure. and money, like there was no upfront money from Amazon, correct? No, 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 no. We, we, uh, we funded it all ourselves. And from the help of like fundraising, we held a big fundraiser before we ended up filming where a lot of people came. We had a bunch of drag queens who came and they really helped. Uh, they really helped us. So cool, man. Uh, anything else before we let you jump off? Cause you're, you're at a premiere, aren't you? Isn't that what you're doing? I, know, you're yeah. in San gonna, I gotta go get my haircut and, <laughs> um, yeah, no, just, uh, just follow me on Instagram and you'll be able to keep up to date with everything that we're going on. That's going on. Cool, man. Uh, we'll let you Scott, unless you got anything else, I'm going to let him go. Cause he's got important things to do. No, because you just literally just told me like he can't fucking talk to him because he's more important. And so <laughs> I guess we're I guess I'm done. I have my two seconds. Fuck, it's like this. <laughs> it was nice meeting you both. You as well, man. Nice and uh, hopefully you can come back and, and hang out longer. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. All right, man. Enjoy Pride next week. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Come check us out. Oh, yeah. If you're going to be in Toronto, I don't know when this is going to air, but if you're going to be in Toronto during Pride, we're going to have a booth between Isabella and Gloucester all three days and the whole cast of two brothers is going to be there. So cool, man. Yeah. That'll be next week. Yeah. This, this episode will drop on Thursday. So that information will be out oh, perfect. before you yeah. guys uh, have awesome. the pride parade. Perfect. Have a good one. Ciao, Andrew. Bye. Have fun. Bye. Thanks. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. What's with your you. weird fucking screensaver thing you got going on there? See, Well, with the magic of editing they don't know like first i thought we were gonna go regular kind of routine but uh-huh. because somebody you know was like the whole world revolves around him <laughs> and comes super late like i was gonna thank the audience because i heard them after our last actual new episode and you're threatening to replace me and our i heard them reach out to us saying like no our numbers just saying scotty we want scott we want scott we want scott and then Uh, i also because he wasn't andrew wasn't here for as long i also had myself 
a little Dixon's vodka because I was going to do a, a, a drinking game of how many times you mentioned your shit over him. <laughs> so well, we got one. So I'm going to I'm going to start that one right now before before we start here. You're, so you're drinking shots of vodka. You're going to be fucking shots. drunk. Well, luckily he, he he wasn't on for long, so I only technically got one. What was the only, one? What 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 uh, what did we pitch? When, when you mentioned how you're working on something with Alicia and uh, there's going to be a sex scene. There we go. So, cheers. Okay, drink your booze. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now, so King Cobra, man, uh, based on Cobra Killer by Andrew E. Stoner and Peter A. Conway. Uh, what did you think, Scott? Uh, I had a lot of problems with this movie. Oh, 100%. Like, I don't know why we picked this movie. First this off, movie. you were like, I'm super turned on by this movie and I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Like, is that what you meant by problems or what? No, 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 no. Okay. So I was looking forward to having this discussion, but I didn't know we're on a time frame. But for me, I think a lot of choices in this film were made and they were detrimental to it as a whole. Okay, like, go ahead. For the whole enjoyment. One was the script, especially like with biopics and these based on true story films that aren't really fucking based on true stories. The thing I found is there is no character development in this film for any one person. Absolutely. You are correct. I don't think there was any point in developing the characters considering what they did with the characters. Yeah. Like I, um, I think if I had to give a, a quick elevator pitch of this movie it was literally you're gonna have a casting shot you're gonna switch to eight millimeter filter you're gonna shoot a scene of the porn film of watching two guys get at it then you're gonna flip back and then it's gonna literally be two minutes later and it's gonna be the next set of characters doing the exact same fucking thing so my elevator pitch would actually have been hot guys fuck some of them are a-list or were a-list actors done yeah. And then they go shopping or they go work out, depending on which character story you're, no little you're following. No little bitches. Yeah. And then it goes back. All right. Like the other thing I don't get with this is there is no protagonist in this film. There's nobody to root for. There, there nobody has a redeeming quality. And there's like even when you get to the end and the but shit it's a true it's with- a true story i mean you, wait so you would say that uh you weren't you don't think that brent corgan or like sean's character you don't think he's the protagonist like he's the one getting kind of fucked over and used really how did do, how does it end he he literally fulfills his whole dream <laughs> he fucking rides the horse that christian slater's character wouldn't wouldn't uh, let him ride yeah then he's now producing writing and directing his own porn film but that's true like that's it's a true story like that that happened there's no like i don't know if the horse is true but that's 100 percent the shit like i know their time frame because this was like your in your wheelhouse like 90 minute movie yeah like that was the 100 the quickest fucking police investigation in a murder (laughs) i've ever fucking seen in a film and it was so good that they actually used the real like news clips because they're like, why fucking refilm it when we can just pull this public domain pieces here? <laughs> I mean, if you think from what Andrew just said, he was like, I mean, the, uh, the certain pre- demographic there, there was a gay community that was just like, 
We just want to watch these guys fuck. So, I mean, he seemed to like that no, no, aspect I of get it. it. I get it 100%, <laughs> right? Like, What do you mean? The cinematography, too, was fucking super it's cool. It's the whole reason I watch Basic Instinct over and over again. You just like right? that vagina shot, the Vegtastic Voyage. Sure, if that's what you want to say. But, um, like, I get what it is. But, like, if it, if it was trying to be, like, an erotic thriller, like, Basic instinct, yep. Like basic instinct, like it, it was poor. Like I didn't understand the motivations. Like at one point, I thought the James Franco and um, the Harlow Harlow character, yeah, I thought they were like competitors. Like you know, Cobra Kings number one or Cobra Video was number one, and Viper Boys are number two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you find out like no one even knows of Viper boys. Like, it's just the thing. And they're like, Oh, everybody's watching Brent. No one's watching me. Everybody's like, it was two worlds that didn't really mesh until the whole, like, you know, fallout between the Christian Slater person. I just think everything was like wrapped up way too quickly that, uh, and written way too quickly that whether it's a budget constraint or they're literally like, I'm going to make a movie and literally it's just going to shock everybody because we're just going to see gay sex over and over again uh, to make it mainstream. And I think they could have done it with a way better story that this movie would have resonated a lot more. Like I had never heard of this movie until you mentioned it. But I mean, that's what we do. Chris exposes you to stuff that you've never been exposed to before. Don't. Yeah, but that's like on a Saturday night after too many of these shots. <laughs> <laughs> but, so but now, go ahead, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no. So no, no. I, ahead. so I really liked this when it came out. I was super interested in seeing it. I mean, the cast is solid. Uh, the story is super interesting, and. I, so I really like the cinematography. I really like the sound design, like the music scoring and like the music cues and scoring. Uh, it's got kind of like unresolved tension. It's, it's, I mean, it's very much in that like neon noir kind of vibe, but there is something off. And I think you might be right. It's the underdeveloped script, or maybe it's like pacing and not pacing as in length, but pacing as in like girth, like, like it just at times feels sluggish and then at other times feels like it's moving too quickly. I mean, all of those are also sexual innuendos. <laughs> um, and yeah, so like I couldn't, I, li- I like the story. I actually think that uh, I'd like to go and read the book and then redo the screenplay. You know what I mean? Okay, I get what you're saying. And put the care and attention. Because again, you're right. Like the investigation, like you could have created a lot of tension with the investigation component, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's literally like, I'm going to, I'm going to volunteer going to the police. It wasn't me. I'll wear, uh, I'm going to record them on my cell phone. Yeah. And and the, these people that, you know, don't really know this guy, 100% are going to confess right away. Well, he used his charms. He uses sex charms. He didn't though. That's the thing though. He didn't. Um, but yeah, like in terms of me, I thought Christian Slater was like, in terms of the cast, Christian Slater was, um, the standout in this film, right? Like seeing this guy who was repressed for so long, even though he was technically a predator. Yeah. He was a hundred percent a predator, sort of like a Cobra predator. Sure. I didn't know Cobras were, but okay. 
but yeah, like, so explain to me again, like, why the fuck did you pick? Like, there's so many way better pride films we could have watched. Well, because we didn't have a whole lot of time and this is a, like a salacious kind of film and we did a bunch of porn stuff and that's it. Basically, I, after the fact I thought about, it, I'm like, oh man, we could have done like a single man. We could have done like way better. My bad planning led to us watching King Cobra is what happened. So mm, I see. Um, so tell me more about the sex. Who's in the sex scene you're filming? Is it you? No, 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 no. Because you're gonna need a wax that ass. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's maybe that's the title of the film. Wax that. Ass. Wax that ass. Oh my god! Uh, so it's King, not, uh, go ahead. It's not fast and the curious. <laughs> fast and the curious. Um, <laughs> so King Cobra's got a 49 percent on Rotten Tomatoes uh, from the critics, and it's a 32 percent audience score. So. That is uh, that is not fantastic uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, even, I mean, I normally don't pick things that are like this kind of like lowbrow, but... Uh, so Christina Lopez from Spectrum Culture says, The King Cobra takes an interesting true crime and covers it in exploitative sex, pedophilic overtones, and acting that would make a high school drama teacher cringe. So I don't necessarily like agree with all of those sa- statements. I mean... He is a pedophile, so it's going to have pedophilic overtones. Uh, the sex was exploitive because his sex was exploitive. And I didn't think the acting was bad at all. Um, I thought the 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 mm-hmm. actors did a good job of portraying their characters. You know what I mean? No, I, I get what you're saying. But also, like, hindsight being 2020 now. Like, you watching this movie when it came out to watching it now and knowing... Um, and I don't know if this changes any opinions or anything like that, but knowing that technically this movie only got made because of James Franco. Yes. Who is also it. super problematic. Man. Who literally based of everything that he's been accused of is technically the Christian Slater character, but instead of males, it's females. Yep. Um, right. Like, yeah. Also super predator like yeah, a Cobra like, or a Viper. Like, Psst. Like, I couldn't I couldn't pick fucking hard to kill because you're like fuck Steven Seagal, he likes Putin. Russia. <laughs> yeah. But we can watch this movie when I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like even Seth Rogan's got rid of like backed away from fucking James Franco. This is true. <laughs> and this me is true. too. Um, I would say that the cinematography, there's some really interesting cinematography. Like I said, good use of like neon light and stuff. The cinematographer, um, Benjamin Loeb did, has worked on some pretty interesting stuff. He did the cinematography on Pieces of Women and After Yang. So he's like a solid DOP. I don't actually know how he got roped into this film. <laughs> like it, a lot of his other work, like he did Mandy as well. It's it's not in this vein at all. Like I don't know how, like I don't know if he like owed a favor or something like that. But like I said, uh, Benjamin Loeb is a solid cinematographer and it, and it definitely comes through in this film. The, the, this, you know what this film is? It's mostly all show, very little go is, is the way I would kind of frame it. Yeah. Like if I had to, like when you guys were talking before, cause you know, you're a rapid fire too. When you were talking to Andrew, I'm like, fucking take a breath here, buddy. But um, <laughs> when you discuss, like if they made this film in the vein of like kind of style of boogie nights, mm-hmm. I think it would have been way better. Yes, it would be. I almost think of this as like watching this. I'm like, there's components of this that could be very much like the Dirk Diggler story. Like the, the, the actual, like, cause as we discussed in the Dirk Diggler story, short film, 
he's going between male and female uh, pornography and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And, and, but I'm just saying like character wise, right? Like you, like Dirk had a beginning, a rise, a fall, and then, you know, a redemption kind of thing. Yeah. Then a, a, a redemption arc. In this case, um, the character of Brent really doesn't, right? Like he stays um, constant during the whole thing. And even the the controversy that kind of makes him kind of blacklisted is self-imposed, but self-imposed because he's technically like one of my kids when I tell him not to do something saying, I'm going to fucking do it anyways. And I don't care about the repercussions. Mm Mm-hmm but yeah uh like for me i did not enjoy this film uh but did you watch it with your kids or what no no my (laughs) wife was there and she was like she was like okay this is what we're doing tonight i'm like this is what we're doing tonight and then (laughs) you were were like boom 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 (laughs) uh i mean the actual corgan himself did not like his portrayal uh the he did not like his portrayal of the, the portrayal of the murder or the portrayal of the pornography industry in it. Cause again, it kind of makes it look really, really shady. Um, I mean, I don't know. It was olden times and the pornography industry definitely, I mean, even Hollywood has a fucking bad history of being not a nice place to work. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. The one thing I will give a compliment to this film uh, was in terms of, you know, um, they treated kind of homosexuality similar to like Schitt's Creek, right? Where it's it's just normal. You don't really, mm-hmm. it's not a big thing, right? Like, and it's not. Um, even when you had the confrontation between Olivia Silverstone, who was played his mother, the whole argument was more about him lying and doing the porn than it, her actually finding out at the time that he was homosexual, right? That's right. Like, which I thought it was well done. And then when he does his puppy dog eyes and she was like, I'm not fucking stupid. Like you don't have to try to play me anymore with this porn shit. Um, I thought that like in terms of um, story-wise and how they conceived it was done really well. Yeah. Like you said, like the emphasis was not on the gay. It was on the lying. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So, do you got anything else, or you? Yeah, you basically just did not like this movie. I did not like this movie <laughs> at all. So, would you would not recommend it? I would not recommend it. Right? Like, yeah, I, I, like I don't know. Like, I know the movie that this uh, director, uh, Justin Kelly, did prior or after this. They actually teased it with uh, a line that Franco says, where he was like, "I was supposed to play a priest." That's technically the next movie they did was a pro-gay activist who then went against uh, that to become a pastor. And isn't that I am Michael or something like that? Yeah, that was their next movie together. That's a good film, man. That's a really good film. We should have done that film actually. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. All right, Scott. Well, I mean, uh, I think I think it's a fun movie. I think it's got some. If you're into film, like if you're into the artistry of film, I would definitely check it out. Uh, and then definitely tell us what you thought of that film. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. 
If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. So tell me, so so tell me the story first. You're fucking late for this podcast, which you have a guest for, uh, and you can't even be on time, so we have to like cut that. But now during this podcast, you're also late to his own premiere that you're invited. <laughs> so tell me that. How did that go? <laughs> so it was because I was filming. I was on set, and so the, I ended up like I, I could like I had to wait till I was wrapped. And then I had to drive from Hamilton to Toronto. So I did get there. I did help them clean up after. And then I did go to the hotel party after. Um, eventually, they'll be post uh, pictures on Instagram. Uh, I look really fat. Alicia looks fantastic, but I look fat. Uh, but yeah, so it was really nice of him to come out and be on our show. And then I got caught up at a photo shoot today. And that's why I'm late today. So yeah, unfortunately, the world doesn't actually revolve around Chris. As much as or I would like it to. Chris doesn't know how to schedule. This is also true. This, this is true. Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.